I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, July 10th, 2023, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Pig Pals, it's summertime, and if you're feeling a little bit bored and you're looking for some hobbies that are a bit off the beaten path, Reddit has you covered. Some possibilities recommended by Redditors include visiting local cemeteries to find graves for people doing genealogy research, lock picking, which is potentially fun, and if you use it the wrong way, lucrative, and blacksmithing, and never pay those roving knife sharpening trucks another dime. Why don't you learn how to sharpen your own knives? That's what I've been telling people. None of these really sound like they're up my alley, but they might be up yours, and I'm actually looking for a hobby myself. So if you have any recommendations, please do tweet at me at B. Chang, or hey, send me a post on threads at Brett Chang. We've got a great episode for you today, Peak Pals, for our first story, Mercedes joins Tesla charging network. For our second story, Vision Pro arriving next year, if you don't mind Apple scanning your face. And for our last story, Canada's lifeguard industry needs saving. For our first story, Tesla's grip on EV charging is tightening, with Mercedes-Benz reaching a deal to access Tesla's supercharger network and adapt its vehicles to its charging standard. This makes Mercedes the latest automaker to strike a deal with Tesla as Ford, General Motors, Volvo, and Rivian all recently came to similar agreements. This is important because by opening its charging network to non-Tesla drivers, the automaker is establishing dominance over a core part of the critical infrastructure for EVs, the public charging network. With Ford, GM, and now Mercedes all signed up to use its chargers, which use proprietary hardware different than what's in place at other charging stations, operators of charging stations will now pretty much have to install Tesla chargers in order to compete. And this is happening because Tesla isn't sharing access to its chargers, which it spent billions to build out of the goodness of its own heart. It actually sees the supercharger network as a potentially lucrative part of its business. Some analysts believe Tesla's charging network could eventually be worth up to $100 billion, with non-Tesla drivers opting to use it because of its relatively fast charging speeds and reliability. Tesla may also be able to use its charging network to collect troves of valuable data on the vehicles that use it, giving it an inside look at its competitors' battery systems and engineering. But Tesla's growing control over the EV charging infrastructure gives them a potentially problematic level of power that could create conflicts of interest that ultimately hurt drivers. Tesla CEO Elon Musk has promised not to treat non-Tesla customers differently than his own, but there's no certainty that promise will be upheld in the future. By way of analogy, you can probably imagine what sort of problems might arise for drivers if one company owned most of the gas stations and also sold cars. Here's the bottom line. While the decision to buy into Tesla's charging system may make sense for automakers desperate to sell EVs right now, they may come to regret giving Tesla so much control over such important infrastructure. For our second story, Apple's mixed reality Vision Pro headset is coming next year, but getting your hands on one will be a bit more complicated than picking up a new iPhone. Driving the news, Apple will roll out the device early next year in U.S. markets with Canada and the U.K. following soon after. Bloomberg reports, but customers will have to head into an Apple store for a face scanning session to actually buy one. Apple will require the face scan to ensure the device fits properly, blocking external light interfering with the headset's display. And it matters because Apple's experience with the Vision Pro is a case study in how complicated it will be to launch a virtual reality headset that people will actually want to use. 
not only will Apple have to convince customers to splash out $3,500 USD for a product in a brand new category, but they also need buyers to jump through unusual hoops. On the retail side, Apple will need to train staff to set up the headset for users and stock thousands of variations of accessories and prescription lenses to match the broad range of customer needs. To zoom out, Apple has already cut production targets for the Vision Pro from 1 million units in 2024 to fewer than 400,000 due to problems with manufacturers that are struggling to make the complex hardware. Bottom line is, when it comes to managing complex supply chains to produce user-friendly tech hardware, Apple is a clear leader. The fact that they're encountering so many hurdles with the Vision Pro shows just how challenging it will be to create a mass-market VR device. And for our third story, somebody should reboot Baywatch because we need something, anything, to motivate people to become lifeguards. Canada is in the midst of a lifeguard shortage that's forcing provinces and cities to take desperate measures to create more lifesavers. Well, Canada's lifeguard deficit stems from the pandemic era, when pools closed and lifeguards were laid off. When pools reopened, many had actually moved on. Ontario resorted to lowering the minimum age required to be a lifeguard from 16 to 15, while Winnipeg waived fees for its next certification program. Costly training is a major barrier to entry, with initial training and additional courses adding up to $1,500 in 135 hours. In BC, cities are simply offering more money. Lifeguards in Vancouver can make $28 an hour, $12 more than minimum wage, and as much as $35. It matters because Canadians to take their water wings to the backyard as dozens of pools reduce hours or close down. This, this couldn't happen at a worse time for many AC-less Canadians as temperatures soar across the country. The bottom line is, numbers will still lower higher than last year. Hopefully, this trend keeps up and we can all cannonball safely into next summer. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readpeak.com. Thanks, Peak Pals, and have a good read. Shockwave